Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and I have a Friday the 13th alumni on uh, as a guest today. I have the director of Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, Tom McLaughlin on the phone. Hey Tom, how you doing? Doing great, how about you? I'm doing really good actually. Uh, so uh, I have a couple questions I'm going to ask you. Um, the first one was, uh, what was your inspiration in writing Friday the 13th Part 6? Inspiration? Um, <laughs> I guess I could say it was uh, a job offer. Um, yeah, I was uh, you know, taking around a script called Date with an Angel at that point, trying to get you know, money for that. Um, and the, my One Dark Night ended up... the print of that ended up over at Paramount. Junior saw it, basically called my and said, uh, we think he might have an interesting take on this if you can have him come in. So, you know, I met and he basically just said, well, we need to bring Jason back from the dead. Um, would you be interested in writing this? And I said, well, if I can put some humor in it. And he goes, yeah, just don't make fun of Jason. So I said, no, I won't make fun of Jason. <laughs> So that was kind of what got it started, and I, you know, went to the local cemetery, actually right next door to Paramount, uh, Hollywood Forever, and I wrote the treatment in there, uh, and then presented that, and they loved it, and said, let's go, and then we went to script, and off we went very quickly. So this, this particular Friday was done within a year of the other one, where normally there was always like a, a two-year lapse between right. them. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I know that... Uh... Um, with you, you did an amazing job writing the script. I mean, it was amazingly done, and uh, it actually was a big inspiration for me writing my uh, full feature film that I actually just uh, that we just finished a couple months ago. Oh, congratulations! Thank That's you. great. Any, anytime anybody can finish a script, I, I really envy them. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so it it wasn't easy. It took about maybe year and a half or so uh, of pre-production and everything till we got into production. Yeah. Long time. That's uh, great. Thank you. Uh, what is it? What was it like directing a Friday the Thirteenth film? Well, I, I have to say, out of the forty-two films that I've done at this point, it was the most fun of all of them. I, uh, probably because we were all sort of like the same age. We were all out on location. Um, we were shooting all nights, sleeping all day. You know, so there was right. this kind of a you know, partly party. You know group of people that you know had such enthusiasm to to just make a movie and the fact we were sort of having fun you know with it having you know kids and humor and things in it um there wasn't really any negativity about what it was that we were doing um certainly you know amidst the crew and cast so it was a it was a great time um we had you know setbacks in terms of a lot of things that I wanted to have in the show, like crane shots or Steadicam things. Also, that was got cut back from me, you know, for the uh, production manager was mm-hmm. going to get a bonus if he could bring the show in under budget. So, I mean, that was probably the worst of, you know, the creative things in the, in the, in the show was just not always having the tools that I wanted for certain sequences. Right, right. So uh, what was it like working with Jennifer Cook and Tom Matthews? Incredible. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, they really nailed that kind of 30s, 40s uh, smart-ass humor that <laughs> I love. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like a lot of people don't quite get how to do that, where you, you 
you're being, you know, a wise guy, but it's not like with any malice at all. Um, and both of them could, you know, bang that back and forth, which I was really pleased with. And both of them are, you know, incredible people. They were just a joy to work with and don't see Jennifer as much because she got married, went off, had a family and stuff. And, um, Tom Matthews and I, you know, constantly, you know, seeing each other at these conventions and things mm -hmm. as, as I do with CJ and some of the other cast members. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say a bad word about anybody on that cast. They were stellar. Awesome. I had the pleasure of interviewing Tom Matthews, and he was a trooper because the day of the interview, he got he had the flu. And he uh, said, I'm still going to do this interview because I owe it to you and to my fans because I already made an obligation to do it. And he was amazing. Like, he, he was sick as a dog. You could tell he was sick. And he still went through with the interview for about a good 30, 40 minutes. That's great. So, no, that's Tom. Yeah, yeah. He really is a trooper. Yeah. So uh, did you have any say in the casting of C.J. Graham as Jason? And what were the specific qualities that were looked at in casting a, a Jason? Well, as a lot of the fans probably know, that we started with uh, Dan Bradley, who mm -hmm. was uh, our stunt coordinator and was also playing Jason, and he's in those paintball scenes. Um, mm -hmm. Not every shot, but pretty much every shot. Right. CJ actually did a couple of them that are in there. But um, Dan was, was terrific and things, but the studio execs, when they saw the first day of dailies, they just didn't like his his figure he, just, he <laughs> didn't think they thought Jason looked too hunky and, and you know less chiseled so we took the next choice which was CJ and they flew him out and CJ was uh, amazing because being you know ex-military you know any direction I gave him was answered by yes sir and um, he executed you know the stunts everything you know without you know any hesitation he just did what he was told and did it full out and I loved the way he moved. You know, we kind of established this somewhat, you know, Terminator kind of stance and way of, of moving. And I sort of justified that because, you know, he's brought back with a lightning bolt. So he's not going to just, you know, lunk along like, you know, somebody, a normal person, that there's going to be something a little bit souped up on him. Mm -hmm. So that, that all kind of, you know, came together and worked. And I know, you know, fans have different opinions who their favorite Jason is and I can see that there's a lot of great things that you know every actor who's played that part is brought to it um and you know CJ you know a lot of people love him just because again the way he, he played him mm -hmm. yeah I remember I did interview CJ as well and he mentioned about Jason was probably one of the favorite things he's ever done he always he takes pride in being Jason he's he's a really good stuntman really I thought he was one of the better Jasons too. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What is your favorite story from being on set of Friday the Thirteenth Part Six? Gosh, there's so many of them. <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, I mean the one I tell usually is is the the last day you know doing the uh, motorhome, uh, you know sending that flying into the air <laughs> and crashing down because that was you know that was the most tense because we had no idea if that was going to work or not, you know, if the whole thing was going to collapse in on the stuntman that was driving that thing or, or what was going to happen. So that, would, that you know, was a, a hell of a thing to kind of go out on. Um, but we had a lot of things that were just kind of, um, I don't know, I mean, the, the Whitney Rydbeck, who played the kind of comic 
Peyton Balder. Uh, he and I, you know, worked together doing physical comedy and you know sketches and things for years. So, you know, getting to direct kind of a physical comedy sequence in there was a lot of fun. Was completely different from you know everything else that we did. Um, and then just working with the kids were amazing. I mean, the the two little boys who you know did the the brothers who did uh, so what were you going to be when you grew up um and you know their rapport and and you know the little girl who played the little nancy was also great so i just had so many you know like just mm-hmm. wonderful moments that were all kind of different and the movie felt like we weren't just making a splasher movie it felt like we were kind of making a lot of different genres that were all kind of rolled up into this which was kind of my objective going into it is i really wanted to feel like a movie with a lot of you know different things along the way that hopefully would surprise the audience right and it's it's actually one of the uh first friday the 13th movies i think the only friday the 13th movie to have uh children at you know at, at, actually at the camp yeah which is pr- was something i said why how come nobody's done that before and it's like oh we don't want to you know, deal with the whole thing of having studio teachers and all this kind of thing. But, <laughs> you know, for me, it was not that difficult to, you know, to pull off down in Georgia. And uh, the parents and everybody who were on the set were all very encouraging. So it was, you know, you know, a very fun process. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, was there something that you would have liked to include in Friday the 13th Part 6 that wasn't included? And if so, what was it? Uh, Jason's father. Nice. Um, I've written in my original treatment, and it's in the book version of uh, Jason Lips. That at the, at the end of the movie, um, uh, the caretaker is approached by this very strange man, uh, almost Svengali-esque in, in his demeanor and things, um, and he's you know paying him to take care of the graves of his son and uh, the mother. And I just thought that that was a, a very kind of cool thing to, you know, to have in there that nobody had done either. And just keep it where you don't get to see him that much, but just enough to go, all right, yeah, I could believe that would be, you know, Jason's father. Right. Um, but that was, had to be cut out uh, before we even shot it, uh, because Frank um, felt that the audience was, you know, kind of upset at the end of Friday's Five because it hinted at the fact that Tommy Jarvis was going to be Jason putting on the mask and things. And, you know, he said, you know, we've, we're, we're going through great pains to say Jason is back. And, you know, he, he is the monster. And, and if you introduce this, you know, character, this father at the end of the movie, there's going to be certain people that think, Oh no, the next one's going to be about Jason's dad and not Jason. (laughs) And he said, I just don't want to take that. You know, right. that, that risk so then you know, I said okay you know you're, you know you didn't give me hardly any notes whatsoever on the script and that was you know to me like okay I'll make that concession right so you know over the years obviously there's been all kinds of discussions about Jason's dad and, and uh and Friday the 13th mm-hmm. the game um I did some uh Pamela Voorhees mm-hmm. tapes uh that are part of the you know the game and uh there's a discussion there about how Jason's father, you know, raped her, and it had right. nothing to do with Elias Voorhees, who was this other man, you know, that was actually Jason's father, and try to, you know, try to keep the, the you know, the, the myth alive there. 
Right. And it's funny because that was actually one of my questions was about I heard about hearing stories about you including Jason's father and was wondering why it was cut. And I thought that would have been such an amazing take on it because first of all, the name Elias like just screams creep right there. Like it's just it's such a scary name. And uh, I think it would have been an interesting take on the franchise, and I would have loved where to see where that would have went. Yeah, well, some, but somebody will pick it up, you know, once the lawsuit you know, yeah. gets settled. I'm sure there'll be a lot of different <laughs> versions of Friday the 13th and when they, whenever they figure out who has the rights and right. you know, who needs to get paid. Right. Um, so speaking of that, um, I also heard you wrote a new screenplay of Friday the 13th that you would like to pitch once this legal battle is done. Can you explain a little bit about the project and how you would like to implement it? Sure. Um, yeah, it literally took me 30-something years to write this script because <laughs> I, when I finished uh, part six, uh, Frank said, you know, would you be interested in doing part seven? And I said, you know, I would, except I don't have any good ideas. I, you know, this I kind of put everything I could think of in this last one. I really would have to think about it, you know. And then that's when it came up that, you know, what about you know Jason meets Freddy? And I said, well, yeah, that would be great. You know, can you get the rights? And they they couldn't get the rights from New Line. Uh, so then I, you know, half kiddingly suggested, you know, uh, Cheech and Chong meet Jason. He said, no, no, we can't do that, <laughs> uh, which I still think would be a funny movie. But um, the the idea of trying to come up with something fresh, kind of, you know, I tried a bunch of different, different possibilities over the years. And then finally, I guess it was, God, at this point, maybe it's almost two years ago now, that I finally came up with something that I thought, you know, would be really cool. Yeah, I guess it was two years ago now. Um which is, you know, doing a winter setting for a Friday the 13th and set it, you know, basically in something that's like a camp, you know, in terms of it being isolated in the the wilderness. So there is that, you know, same claustrophobic thing of the, you know, the people that are in there. In this case, it's all females Mm -hmm. who are, you know, in this place. And, you know, Jason rises once again from where I left him so it's kind of, a, you know, it takes place in uh, 1999, you know, just as we're, you know, kind of turning into the, you know, into the next century, um, which, you know, some of the, there's a little conversation about that, if that has anything to do with what's going on here. And I basically went the opposite way that I went in um, my Jason Lives, where everybody was like super aware there was this person, Jason, out there. And, you know, is he a legend? Is he a myth or whatever? And this one, these girls have no idea about the legend. They've, they've come in from another state, you know, that's, that they, they are completely innocent to this right. whole thing. And obviously it's particularly scary um, because you don't know what, what he is and what, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. So, um, you know, there's a, a, a number of you know, thing, things that I put in this script um, that can give it some, some new territory that has not been done before. Right. Um, and, you know, from that standpoint, I was, you know, very excited. I kept, you know, as I read it back to myself, I thought, no, I'd love to see this movie, which is, to me, you know, the, the main thing that when you write something, mm-hmm. it's like, do you, you want to see the movie that, that <laughs> this would be? So... Unfortunately, you know, that the lawsuit, I thought when I finished the script uh, was, good, you know, that basically, um, you know, the, the, the thing had gone into an appeal, but it looked like maybe the appeal wasn't going to happen. And 
got the you know the script to my lawyer and he spoke to new line and mm-hmm. to warners and they said nope nope we, we can't even take a look at the script until the stuff resolves it's just you know it's, it's you know no point and then of course you know the uh, sean you know bucked uh, or, you know that whatever the deal was they were trying to make so you know this this thing goes on this suit goes on so I, I don't know when it will be resolved you know there's rumors that maybe by this summer um okay. who knows you know so okay. i'm just kind of holding on to the script and waiting to that point when i can put it out there yeah and i always wanted to see uh jason in two uh like a new friend of the 13th in two ways one would be in the snow and one which is my next question um would be like all of the final girls and surviving characters to come back um and try to get rid of jason once and for all now as a screenwriter how do you do you think that would be possible or how hard do you think that would be to get all of that to happen well you couldn't get all of them back i don't you know uh, i don't think i i you know because i would think certain people wouldn't want to pay get paid you know a decent amount because they yeah. really are needed in that particular thing yeah um but there's a lot of them that probably would you know do it uh, and you know i don't i don't know i i mean one of the things that i had worked with on one of the stories that i ended up abandoning was uh you know what tommy and uh, men um basically have kids at this point and their kids had heard about this kind of hushed up you know thing about what put their you know basically how their parents met <laughs> um and end up going to the camp and then it ends up that you know megan and, and tommy have to go and you know battle jason once again right uh, but i just felt like i don't think jennifer's going to do this you know because yeah. she, she won't even do the conventions and things and i didn't like the idea of somebody else playing that part you know from the standpoint of you know the fans yeah. so i kind of you know let the let that go and then of course since that time you know tom matthews has done a lot of you know, the little like shorts and things that right. uh, you know never hike alone which actually vincent <laughs> beat me out on the on the snow thing because they didn't <laughs> never hike alone in the snow right so that's that idea is already kind of you know taken off um which happens you know there's nothing you know you can do about that um because i feel like i've got enough you know things that are different beyond just that but it right. was, obviously that was you know one of the things that you know no one had done yet but it, you know in terms of getting everybody together you know that would be very cool if it could be pulled off yeah. as i said I, I for some reason i think it would end up being a financial thing probably more than anything else yeah and uh i mean i tried everywhere to try to interview jennifer but i can't find her anywhere like i can't find her on imdb i can't really locate her on anywhere on social media seems like she just distanced herself off a lot from the public eye you know like you said to raise her family and be with her family yeah i mean i spoke to her god when was it i think it was after she did the uh the quick little interview on the camp crystal memories yeah. um, dvd um and she was great i mean you know, it was great to hear from her and basically you know she was saying yeah she just you know, kind of changed up her whole life and, and didn't want her kids to, you know, see her, you know, in in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since that time, I think they've grown up. And I think I heard somebody say that, you know, the kids ended up finding, finding it anyway. <laughs> but I just think in general, she's just, you know, uh, you know, just that's, that was a certain part of her life and, you know, didn't want to do it. And uh, right. Renee, too, is, is the, you know, um, another one to 
doesn't want to do it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just felt that was a period that she did those kinds of movies and, you know, she mm-hmm. moved on. Yeah, because I, I reached out to Re- Renee's agent and um, she said, she, I, I also watched Days of Our Lives. She was Lexi Carver on Days of Our Lives for years. And uh, I still yeah. watch Days to this day. And uh, she uh, she said that she won't do an interview regarding Friday the 13th, but Days of Our Lives, she would be more than happy to discuss it with me as long as nothing Friday the 13th was out. And I said, I'll get back to her. And I, would, I was thinking of maybe, I love Days of Our Lives. Maybe I could get, you know, start a, another podcast up with, you know, the soap stars of that show. And that would have been great because I could get, you know, Lexi Carver, you know, Renee Jones into it. And she and uh, she's she's a talented actress, and I heard she retired because I know they killed her off uh, days with the brain tumor. So I know she, I heard she retired from acting. No, I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, because that's what because I know that uh, they didn't want to kill her off originally. They wanted to leave it open, but she's like, no, I'm sure that I I just want to retire. I know she's up there and not really that old, but she just you know she, I guess she's just done it for so long, and she just wants to move on and be with her family. Yeah, I, I mean, it happens. I mean, everybody, you know, it doesn't look at these things the way, obviously, the fandom does about them. Um, and, you know, Renee working with her couldn't have been more fun and sweet and, right. you know, nothing but great things to say about her. Um, so, you know, it was right. kind of amazing when it's like, you know, she doesn't even want to talk about it. Um, you know, it's like Kevin Bacon, you know, doesn't go into great detail about it, but he will acknowledge it. You know, uh, right. and that, that, that's always something that I'm waiting to see one day if he shows up at a convention or, or something to do this. Right. It's funny because uh, Carrie Noonan was also in your movie and I went to uh, she was one of my teachers. I was an, um, went to Champlain College for my bachelor's degree and uh, she was one of my uh, teachers up there. Oh, which is which is really interesting, and it's funny because uh, she she always made a made note to mention about when you're in her class. She goes, I know I, I know most people probably know me from Friday the Thirteenth, but when we're in this class, please no questions about Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> That's great. But she was a great teacher though, and uh, I I she uh I have her a uh, Champlain email, and I reached out to her, and uh, she said that uh, I reached out to her recently. She said she'll get back to me on a date because. Uh, it's hard now with you know everything going on. It's hard for her to uh, you know because she's you know not working in that now. So it's you know a lot of uh, instructors and that are trying to you know keep things afloat and everything. So she said she'll get back to me, but she's she's a very sweet lady, and I had a I had, was so honored to have her as an instructor. Uh, yeah, she she's again one of those really special people. Um, right. And I, I just saw her at a convention I guess about two years ago, and. Uh, it was just so great to see her and CJ and uh, Darcy DeMoss and Tom Fridley and all of nice. us together. It was just, you know, it's like no time had passed. It was right. just so much fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. And the last question I got for you is, uh, do you have any future projects, gigs, or any type of work that you want to promote to our listeners? Well, um, as some, some of the you know, folks out there know, I'm lead singer of a group called The Sloss, and uh, we're still, you know, banging around in fact you know yesterday we should have returned from our texas tour that we had all lined up and ready to go uh, but obviously it all you know got canceled mm-hmm. so um you know we're still recording we're still putting things out there um so you know if uh, you look up uh, the sloss.org okay. you can kind of see mm-hmm. you know the other side of me the the rock and roller, you know <laughs> fantasy <laughs> um so that that's ongoing and then um yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of 
writing more horror scripts at the moment. I've got a couple of other ones that you know, that I've been working on, um, trying to see if I can make it so that you know I want to see this movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, other than that, I you know I teach um, out of Chapman University. I teach a filmmaking courses there, okay. uh, you know, for directing and and uh, uh, acting and producing and things so awesome. that's another way to sort of stay you know connected to the next generation of filmmakers mm-hmm. which i love i love when see somebody coming up with something you know brand new right because it's like they they haven't had to deal with all the you know, years of kind of you know no we need this we need this and they're just kind of free to you know just come come out of their imaginations yep. and whatever happens so that that's a real you know joy to me is, is awesome. being part of that process as well yeah, I, like I said, uh, making my movie, it's actually called Samhain, and it's uh, about a, a mental patient that escapes from the Skook Asylum. Skook is the county in Pennsylvania that we live in and film in. So it's where the, he escapes from the Skook Asylum after being locked up years before, and he uh, comes after his uh, daughter and his estranged wife to get revenge from uh, from having him locked up. And uh, a group of video game nerds end up coming to the rescue of the daughter, and uh, they're they actually think they're in this video game world, um, fighting this arc enemy or this villain. But uh, they're closer to death than they actually realize. Wow, that sounds very cool. <laughs> Thank you. It was very low budget. I mean, just like Friday the Thirteenth. That's where I got my inspiration because I I don't have the money to make you know a big budget Hollywood blockbuster movie. But uh, it was it was one of those things that uh, it was very low budget. We didn't have any budget actually. Everything that we bought and paid for came out of our own hard-earned cash that we work every day for. Um, and uh, we're actually uh, working on a, a future project now. Um, and uh, we're hosting a premiere. And we sold uh, so far. We made a little over uh, twelve hundred dollars uh, for the premiere so far for this movie. And it's all it was. It's in a local theater and everything. And uh, we're planning on uh, using any of the profits that we have on that for for to be our budget for our next movie and right now we got a pretty good budget for the next movie so i'm looking forward to seeing where this can take us that's really great that's your i love you guys are doing that I, you know I, I had a small part in uh the uh the, the, the movie um the vengeance right the friday the 13th vengeance nice. and i just love being on the set and watching just you know, true fans, you know, right. doing everything they could to, to make that movie. Mm-hmm. I've had people say, why don't you do your script as a fan-based thing? And I said, you know, it's too expensive. Unfortunately, my mm-hmm. ideas are, you know, much more like, you know, something you would need a studio yeah. or two studios to chime in on, you know, <laughs> to, to be able to build the sets and do what, you know, needed to be done with what I come up with. So, it, yeah, I, I just can't, you know, find a way to pare it down so it work you know, with that, that, those lower, lower budgeted things. Yeah, we, there was a lot of stuff we actually had to cut as well because we, it was just, it was out of our price range. We couldn't even afford it with our own paychecks or we wouldn't be able to pay our bills. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. it's the unfortunate part of filmmaking, but it's the it's a good part that you can that you know when you can actually make something and put the time into it because not a lot of people can say they made a movie, um, and the ones that can say that they made a movie. Even if it's not the greatest movie, it's still like this is our first feature film. It might not be the best movie out there, but we we learned and we you know made our first movie and we learned and any mistakes we made, we won't make them again. We learn from them. Yeah. Well, I've always had this this adage that when somebody says you know what's what's your absolute favorite movie that you've done, you know I I always say the next one. Yep. 
because you know to me that's the you know you finish you do it it's like you learned a lot you know you hope people loved it uh, or at least liked it and you're trying to move on to the next thing you know to challenge yourself again and exactly and see where where it goes so it's, exactly uh, you know that's great that's thank so you so much you tom Thank you, and uh, I really thank you for giving me your time to be on here. Uh, for all the listeners to uh, who want to see what Tom's up to, you can check out, uh, go on to his IMDb page. I'm sure that's updated. Um, and you can go to the sloths, and you can go uh, just keep stay tuned on social media and find out what Tom is up to because uh, he has some great things in the works, and I really look forward to your next Friday the 13th. Hopefully that gets out soon. I hope so too. All right. Thank you so much, Scotty. Really, yep. really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. I'm glad to have you. Okay. All right. Take care. Yep, you too. Bye.